You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, Episode 60. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. The Baylor um, Neons are disgusting. Baylor, we've talked, Baylor is disgusting. Derek and Steve present. It's the five-year anniversary of the Doritos Locos Taco. Can you believe it's been five years, I Derek? cannot. I no. can't either. Now, not only do you get to enjoy a delicious hybrid Dorito taco, you also get to support the dreams of young children. What if I wanted, like, three Crunchwrap Supremes? Then you're a crazy person. What if I wanted two and, like, uh, the, the Chalupa thing? What if I wanted that? Then you're still a crazy... you got to buy a Doritos Loco Taco. So you just have to every yes. time you go there? You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 60 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, what's going on? What's going on? I just can't get over it. You can't mix it up. <laughs> I can't um, mix it up. And I always say nothing much is going on. Say nothing episode much. 60, a nice round One number. One of these days, something will be going on, though. Um, so, probably not. Uh, really happy that we're only 40 from 100. Yeah. Yeah, so we're counting that, those, down. Those first the, 10 went like that. Those are very easily digestible numbers. Yeah. Round zeros, 60, 40. That I can understand. That yeah. people can understand. Only 40 more weeks. Yeah. That's nothing. 40 more weeks. That's it. That's it. Just like almost a year. That's all. Yeah, it's um, nothing. So uh, episode 60 of your here second. Uh, we have four quarters again for you today. Uh, last couple episodes were just kind of all sports, I think. So we have a few different topics today. Uh, so coming up in the episode, we got the BC update first, which we'll get into in a minute. Then we have the return of Know Your Tens. We have another game show uh, after a couple weeks off of that. Uh, then we have a little pop culture section, which will be short. And then we have some sports, which also won't be too long, um, but some big topics that have been happening. So uh, with that said, we move into the first quarter, which is the BC update. Sure. And I'll, I'll kick it off because I this is one of my favorite BC updates that we've ever had. Right. BC officially ranked 22nd among America's top colleges by Forbes. All right. Forbes is a reputable yeah. organization. It is. And if they rate your college or university 22nd among all colleges and universities in America, that's pretty good. That's good. That's very good. I ran through the list of some people below us. Are you ready for it? I am. Number 26, Duke. Okay. Number 29, Cornell. 45 is Vanderbilt. That's pretty low. UNC Chapel Hill's 47. Holy Cross, which stinks anyway, 51. Whatever the heck Harvey Mudd College <laughs> is, 59. And then BU at 79. What a crock that wow. is. Wow. BU sucks. Yeah. So do we, next year at the Beanpot, we can make a sign that says uh, Harvey Mudd, number 59, BU, number 79. Yes, <laughs> Harvey Mudd, greater than sign, BU. <laughs> but, as, so Harvey, as mentioned by Forbes. Harvey Mudd College, number 59. M-U-D-D. Never heard of it. Have you? <laughs> no, not once. I've, I've never, never even heard of the guy, Harvey Mudd. No, where, where is Harvey Mudd? Uh, I hope it's in the South. That's see. a Southern school name if I've ever heard one. Harvey Mudd College is... Sounds like an off-brand superhero. It is in Claremont, California. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, sounds like a nice looks place. Like a, looks like a, a nice... California, it's what you hey, picture a California campus. Better like, than looks BU, like. that's yeah, for sure. So. so there it is. BC's ranked 22nd among America's top colleges for 2016. Um, go tell your friends. Yeah, we're, we're moving on up. Yeah, we're moving on up. I think when we first, um, when we were freshmen, I think we were 
closer to 50. Yeah. We, we were cracked, definitely in the top 50. We cracked top 25 for the first time last year. Yeah. And uh, now breaking into 22. We're I think just, we were 25 last year. We just keep moving on up. Yeah. So uh, before long, we will be all the way at the top. So uh, <laughs> Number one. BC number one. Um, so there you go. That's the uh, Forbes section of the BC update. Uh, but there's a couple more topics for BC. So sure. uh, we have been talking about the BC alumni events as they've been happening uh, whenever we've been involved in them. And we went to another one this past weekend, which was the uh, BC Volunteer Dinner, which was on Friday night at the uh, Park Plaza Hotel in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, a, a dinner, and you know, you can elaborate a little more on this, but it's a dinner yeah. to give out some awards of recognition. Well, it to, was so I've been before, so I want your. Yeah. This was your first time, so what was, were your thoughts? I thought it was good compared I, to other BC events. So I thought it was it was um, for me it was my second favorite BC event that I've gone to. I, I liked the the Fenway event yep. a little more. Fenway's still. a good one. Um, we talked about the Fenway event on this. Uh, podcast the the Fenway event is a lot more of a thank you to everyone for donating like you're all donate you're all donors and you all like this is this is for you like this but is but then all, it's like if you want to continue donating here's, yeah, oh, here's yeah. how it's you do like, it it's always <laughs> like that um but so that one's very more focused on like all of you who donate this is a recognition of you this one was a recognition of a select few award winners um and it had much more of a uh, elegant feel to it of like a awards dinner, you know? Mm. Um, so it was higher class. It was like a three course meal, not like hors d'oeuvres the whole time, uh, the way that the Fenway event was, um, you know, it was just, there was, I, I can't really point to what was better or worse than the Fenway event. To me, it was just, you know, I like the Fenway event a little more, but it's a different style. It was a nice food, yeah. nice gathering, open bar for a while before it, um, and then some good speeches for the award winners. You for know, set for up gold well. alumni, it probably is the premier yeah. fancy event yes. or, or, I mean, I guess higher quality event because mm-hmm. um, I can't think of another comparable one. Fenway no. event is, is basically is much hot dogs and, and passed around food and yeah. you wear whatever you want. This is, if you weren't wearing a suit, which I, I kind of underestimated, I was wearing a suit, but you were you were too. But I, yeah. I didn't think it was necessary. You you looked kind of out of sorts. Yeah, if you didn't like, so I had been considering not wearing a suit. You know, I, I was just gonna wear what I normally wear to work, which would have been like, you know, pants with a button down. And if that's if you weren't wearing a suit jacket, or you know, or at least a shirt and tie, um, you were a little out of place there. I felt so. Yeah. Um, so definitely BC came through. They yeah. had fish on Friday. Yes. Yeah. Good fish. During um, Lent. I think it was cod. It was cod, yes. Um, we probably had the worst seats in the house. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Legit the back worst. corner facing away from the stage. Yep. Uh, but that's just a product of us being young alumni and getting yeah. there late, so we got bad seats. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I thought the speakers were amazing. Yeah. Every single one had, had so much to say, um, and it was very unique. And uh, Two thumbs up. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, and so, uh, so a PSA to gold uh, alumni, yeah. uh, you get a complimentary ticket to this event. When they say complimentary, they mean... They mean you get to go for free. You get to go for free. Instead, <laughs> yeah. instead of saying it's free for gold alumni, they say you get you a, get a complimentary ticket if you type in gold at checkout. Right. Which leads you kind of to believe that you get... An extra ticket. An extra ticket right. if you, when you're checking out. But no, that you get a free ticket. Right. So we ended up... So we bought one ticket. Yeah, so we donated. I guess we bought one ticket for the two of us. We had talked about this on the podcast, yeah. I think. Um, but we were told when we got there later that it actually is free for gold alumni. That's what the complimentary ticket means. So, so just a PSA. That, yeah, we'll we'll announce it next year because I think it's a good event. I think I think more gold alumni. Yeah, especially should go. if it's free, everyone should be there. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like it's I, I'm there, a great there's, dinner. There's, there's obviously going to be a limit on it because like they can't just have everyone go. But it is free. You know, if you I guess you just RSVP. Maybe that's all you have to do if you're and gold. It wasn't. 
over overly crowded and there wasn't yeah. a ton of young people no. I, I feel like the the ratio is great so yeah i don't know it's a, it's a good event if you if it's free it's open bar even if you just want to show up for the open bar yeah yeah exactly so um n- not all the seats for dinner were, were full there, there no. were a couple empty seats at our table yeah. so it's like you know people obviously rsvp'd and then didn't go for dinner either which you shouldn't do but like you know it's not the it's not a very strict event um so there's that, and then uh, the one other note we have here is the uh, Dallas mayor who will take. A, oh yeah, was uh, one of the speakers at uh, the event, one of the yeah, award so winners. I don't remember what award he won. Oh, yeah, um, do I? But uh, but he basically a BC alum. I can't remember the year. Sometime in the '80s, I want to say he graduated. Um, and former football player at Boston College is now the mayor of Dallas. Uh, and he was he was a good speaker. He was great. I remember yeah. my two favorite lines from his speech, and he, <laughs> yeah. it's the only ones I remember for some reason. One, he said, uh, he was a football player. He goes, I was a football, football player for BC, and I got so much more out of that education than the, they got out of me on the football field. <laughs> and it was, it was fun, funny to Just, finally hear someone yeah, say it. Yeah. <laughs> like my, my sports scholarship was worth – the education was yeah. worth 10 times more than sports scholarship. Yeah. So, like, I, I won out on that deal. Finally, someone – instead, they're all talking about if they should get paid and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Finally, this yeah. person at least says – it was so worth it. I'm so glad. Yeah. Another one he said, um, he's like, I'm so humbled to receive this award, but as most awards are, it's an award for everyone to celebrate the people at BC. And he just kind of gave it all back to Boston College and, and didn't really – he was mm-hmm. super political, which is yeah. great. He's yeah, da- yeah. mayor of Dallas right. and um, talked about the tragedy in, in Dallas with the murder of yeah. um, those police officers a couple years ago. So it really was like a very emotional and well thought out and well done speech. Yeah. I mean, he's a – He's a mayor, so he has yeah. to be able to speak in front of people. Yeah. So. so, yeah, I mean, his speech was great, and a lot of the others, uh, all the speeches were good, I think, um, but his speech definitely uh, stood out. So, uh, there you go. There some of the uh, good award winners his, for the BC alumni. His name is Mike Rawlings. Mike Rawlings. Mike Rawlings, 2000, uh, mayor since 2011. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, one thing we weren't, we weren't wondering is whether he was from Dallas originally or not, because um, he, he did have a line in his speech that uh, saying when he – Basically, the day of graduation, he left BC thinking that he was going to soon have Red Sox season tickets and have, have a cape house, yeah, um, and be a real Massachusetts native. He said he was born he in up, born in Texas. Born in Texas. Okay, yeah. so he ended up going back home, and he uh, ended up staying there and becoming the mayor of Dallas. So not a bad gig for him. Um, so that's that for the BC Volunteer Dinner. And one more BC update that we have uh, is the BC Spring Football Game, which is hopefully coming up on April twenty second. Uh, <laughs> so, I'll actually go ahead. Just tell them why. It so would, why? Why? Why Derek, did I say hopefully? Derek, why? why? Why would a spring game be hopeful? Like, why would you? Why would you ever say hopefully we have a spring game? That's a great question, up? Steve. Because every major college football program has a spring game, and they get to showcase their talent to all their fans and get everyone excited and get a, get a first look at all their new students and all their returning uh, football players and a good chance for all the kids that are still in high school that are maybe leave, graduated early and get to come to campus early. Great chance for them to get acclimated. So, of course, you know, why would I be, what, what why would could, I have yeah. to be hopeful about that? Well, BC's uh, injury situation is putting the spring game at risk because they have offensive lineman injuries that may result in them not having enough offensive linemen to play a spring game. To quote uh, Steve Adazio, was asked about it. He says, we will see. I'd say today we probably still could have the game, but I don't know what next week brings. The minute you drop below nine or ten offensive linemen, it's almost impossible. So if we were to take too many more issues out there, that would make it tough. Poor Steve. Injuries to the Poor offensive line. Adazio. Put now, a freaking team on the field. And 
play. It, it, first of all, <laughs> they don't have to be good players. This is a test. This it's like a, it's like spring training. Yes. Put your put your D league players out yes. there and see how they perform. Yes. Like I know it's probably not great for your quarterbacks and your receivers to to deal with poor players, but it's going to be that anyway. Yeah. When the alternative is having no spring game, uh, the it's pathetic. What? And we we like what other college D one school? No. Would do that? Would say even say that, no. or even come close to admitting that? Oh, we got a bunch of players hurt, so can't do it. This I also I mean, I read. Get it. There's nothing you can do about it, but yeah, throw some bodies in there. I read this was an issue for us two years ago too. This isn't even a new thing for BC, and it's just uh, if I can even imagine. Can you imagine Michigan or Ohio State or Alabama or Clemson? With like all the turnout they get for their spring game, but like those 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 programs fill their stadium for their spring game. Those people are, are big. excited. People could you and people are into like Florida State. That spring game is how you decide the starter. Yes, yeah, it's a, it's a, an important game for a lot of for pretty much every major program. It's an important game to see which quarterback looks the best. Like which quarterback since the season ended five months ago has been working the hardest to get better. Like what players. You know, not depending on their off-season camps, but on their own time since the season ended, what players have gotten better? What you know, how does everybody look? It's an important juncture of the off-season. It it kicks off your yeah. off-season. The thing is, I'm not so mad at the fact that we have injured players. Like, of no. course, you'll get no. injured players, and if you don't have enough people, figure it out. I'm really upset at the way Adazio answered the question. I want him to say, "No, we'll be fine." Worst case scenario, we have. Some fullbacks play offensive yeah, line. Yeah, we have someone like, else play offensive line. We, we sub some players in. We're a D1 program in the ACC. We'll be able to field a spring game. A spring game. Like, like what kind of question is that? Uh, we'll be able to play against each other. Yes. It's, we can't even pretend correctly. It's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Okay. So, over, that's, so that's your BC football that's it, update. That's your, <laughs> so they better have a spring game or else they're going to get uh, a lot more complaining from us. So. So you hear that, Steve? Which Adazio? no one wants. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. No, Steve Dazzy. I hear, hear that. Too. <laughs> we're going to complain more if you don't have a spring game. So. So listen up. Um. So that is that for the BC update. Brings us into know quarter your, number two. Yes, we're bringing back know your tens. And back with Know Your Tens. It's been a few weeks off. Um, we welcome John Wang to the podcast. John, how are you doing? Doing well, boys. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. Doing, are you, how you feel? What are your What are your feelings right now? Where are my feelings? <laughs> well, um, I mean, it's a Monday, but the weather's nice out, so at <laughs> least we have that going for us. It's starting to warm up. Um, so feeling pretty good. Yeah, All right. I'm not going all right. Good stuff. Usually, so that's two in a row that people have said. Usually, people go, "I'm feeling good, but a little nervous." Yeah, um, no, and that's. I mean, yeah, nerves is part of it. Not gonna <laughs> lie, but um, as it's gotta be. You know, we'll um, we'll see how this goes. Cool, cool. All right, so we will kick it off with the game. But first, I have a question for you, or actually, Derek and I both have a question for you. At this point in the NBA season, non-biased, you haven't heard anything from either of us. Unbiased, who is your NBA MVP. Steve, you you asked the toughest question. Um, <laughs> I think at this point in time, I I have to go with my boy Russell Westbrook. I think he's uh, 
put up, you know, a historic season. It's all about the triple doubles uh, for him. And I think the Thunder wouldn't even be in the playoffs if, if it weren't for his efforts this season. So I think I have to go with him. He's the most valuable to his team in that sense. So um, that's my pick. Locked I love in. it. All right. John Wang, I'm glad you came on the show because that's <laughs> what I needed. I need some backup because Derek and I are going to have a debate a little later. Well, not a debate, but it's, we're a friendly conversation. A conversation that's right. been going on. Yeah. So okay. obviously, a civil discussion between yes. between gentlemen. <laughs> yes. Got it. Um, so, John, you picked the right day to come on because our Know Your Tens is U.S. history. And I'll, I'll explain the rules right. and then I'll give you the category, okay? Um, okay. Well, I guess it's easy enough because typically we have a uh, top 10 list, but this time it's just 10 questions on U.S. history, but there's a, there's a twist. These are the most important Johns in U.S. history. So given that oh, we, wow. Yeah, so given that we have John Wang on the podcast, we figured U.S. Johns, the most important U.S. Johns in U.S. history. Are you ready to name the U.S. Johns? I don't think I even know 10 U.S. Johns. Oh, you, you, know, <laughs> you will. So, history, so, so. so we'll, give you, we'll give you a little, uh, like a little blurb about each person, and you have to try to say who it is. Okay. And, and for the All record, right. we think this is pretty tough. I think this is we, really hard. We often think they're really hard, and then we've ended up having people get just like 9, 10 out of 10. So yeah. we've been making an effort to make these tougher. So just don't feel bad, don't if, feel bad if, you, if, if these it's are hard. too tough. Okay. A second okay. thing is you've basically right. got 50% of the answer correct because everyone is a John. Everyone is John. Yeah. yeah. So all right. Just yeah. all you got to do is last names that, famous, that yeah, important John <laughs> last names in U.S. history. Right. All right. Are you ready to pull out? Got it. Yes, let's do this thing. All right, let's do it. I'll do number one. Number one, the 17th Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, a graduate of Harvard Law School. Uh, oof. John. So far, so good. John Jay? John Jay. Can I see John Jay? <laughs> Incorrect. That one is John Roberts. John Roberts. John okay. Roberts. All right. Seventeenth Chief, right. Chief Justice. Over right. one. Over one. No big deal. Uh, number two, a co-founder of the Standard Oil Company, which dominated the oil industry and was the first great U.S. business trust. John Rockefeller. John Rockefeller. Can I see John Rockefeller? Correct. That is correct. All right, John, you're on All the right. board. A little loose. Got that one out of the way. <laughs> All right, one for two. There's uh, the first. Got the first correct one. That's yeah. that's a that's a win in my book. That's, you can roll from here. That's huge this early on. All right. <laughs> Number three, the tenth president of the United States. He was elected vice president on the Whig ticket with William Henry Harrison and became president after Harrison's death. Oh man. Oh. Um. I don't. Really? It was a job? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one. All right. It oh, is. We'll give this, you a hint. This might be the toughest one. Actually, no. The hint will probably hurt, but I'll give you a hint if you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hold on. So I'm trying to get as much help as I can get here. So. <laughs> All right. Help or hurt. We'll see. All right. So like most people with two first names, this person was excellent and has two first names. <laughs> <laughs> two first names? Two first names. I, I, I don't think I know this one, boys. Buzz um, Want to take a guess? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a guess. Um, John Smith. John Smith. I don't know. Can I see John Smith? <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. The 10th president of the United States is John Tyler. John Tyler. Okay. I didn't know that was. Yeah. I didn't right. know he was 10th. So. 
So uh, there you go. There so you go. clearly didn't right. pay attention in school. So. <laughs> These are hard. Right, These no, are not that, easy. That might have been one of the hardest ones on the ticket. So uh, there's a couple of hard ones. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Number four, the second president of the United States and the first vice president of the United States. Oh, okay. I got John Quincy Adams. John Quincy Adams. Can I see John Quincy oh, wait, wait, Adams? Or is, oh. is it John Adams? Ooh. John Quincy might have been his son. Who was? This is tough. I think also a president. <laughs> I think I'm a, no, no. So John, John Adams. John Adams. John Adams. Can I see? No J- Quincy. Is that yeah. your final? John Adams without the Quincy? Yeah, I'm going with that. Right. John Adams, no Quincy. Let's see. John Adams, no Quincy. Correct. Correct. Good. All good right. adjustment. Good save with the drop of the Quincy. That's big. All right. So two for four. Two for four ain't bad. All right. Going for number five. Ready, John? Okay. All right. The sixth president of the United States. From 1825 to 1829. All right, so I think this was John Quincy Adams. <laughs> John Quincy Adams. Can we see John Quincy Adams this time? Correct. That was a big swing go. right there. That could yeah. have been a big swing if you had not saved your previous You would have switched the Adamses. That would have yeah, been tough. That would have been tough. It's a classic yeah. mistake, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so good, good uh, recovery here. Three for five. Uh, and now we go to question number six. The 68th United States Secretary of State, a former U.S. Senator, and was once a Democratic nominee for president. Democratic nominee. So 68th Secretary of State, a former U.S. Senator, and was a Democratic nominee for president. Hmm. Semi-recently. Semi-recently. Within our lifetime. Within our lifetime. (laughs) Okay. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know about this one. 68. What, what? I don't even know what, like, can I get a year? So like he, in the 90s, the he, 80s? So he was a Democratic oh, yeah, nominee. It's So I so I'd actually left this off because I felt it might be too much of a giveaway, but we will say it. He was a Democratic nominee in 2004. Oh, oh John Kerry. John Kerry. <laughs> can I see John Kerry? Correct. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, that would okay. been, that's true. That would have been too okay. much. Okay, that was a give, give it to him. We'll Four count it. Six. We're counting it. Four for six. All right. Woo. They're, they're going to get a little harder. Everyone think, gets a free hand. I think these last four are pretty hard. Okay, All right. Here we go. A mathematician who made fundamental contributions to game theory. He is the subject of the book and movie A Beautiful Mind, which chronicles the struggles of paranoid schizophrenia. Uh, John Nash. John Nash. Can I see John Nash? Whoa! Correct. Nice job. That was confident. Yeah. Beautiful mind. Yep. Beautiful mind. Russell Crowe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was him. So that's a good one. There we go. Five for seven, right? John's got a beautiful mind right now. John's got a beautiful mind. He's got a great mind. (laughs) All right. You guys are too kind. You guys are too kind. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here we go. Question number eight. The fourth chief justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. His opinions helped lay the basis for constitutional law. Many say that he made the Supreme Court a third co-equal branch of government. John, I feel like I should know this. Is, it, is this one John Jay? You want to guess John Jay again? Final answer? All right, I'm, real, I'm, I'm going with that. I feel like John Jay is a very important American. <laughs> he is, so let's go with it. Can I see John Jay? Mm. No, oh, not this time. <laughs> So that wow. one is John Aren't Marshall. Aren't really letting me down right now? <laughs> <laughs> All that, right. That one was John Marshall. Um, oh, come on. Yeah. Well, Chief Justices haven't been very hot with those anyway. So. That's true. <laughs> All right. 
John Wang, you are five for eight. The ninth question is, Marine Corps aviator, engineer, astronaut, and U.S. Senator, he was elected for the Mercury ah. 7 group of the military test pilots in 1959 to become America, mm -hmm. one of America's first astronauts. John Glenn. John Glenn. Can I see John Glenn? Correct. Just confidently crushing John's. Crushing the crushing John's. The John's. He, he, I think he passed away pretty recently, no? Did or am I perpetrating false facts? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, we can probably check that real quick. Uh, let's see. He died in 2016. I think Wait, that's no. the only reason why. No, his. Yeah. yeah, he died in December. December 2016. Wow. Yeah, yeah so I, I think that's why I, it's kind of fresh on my mind. So, right, right. Um, that's why I remember that one. Oh, you, 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 still in mourning. You don't just naturally know everything about 1959 astronauts? I wish I did. <laughs> but no, not in this case. All right, so. Uh, All right, final question. What do we got? Six Wait, for... John Wang. So, you got one question. You are six for nine. Okay. Mm. Six out of nine. That's a very good pace. Seven, I would say, is extremely good given yeah, the category. Definitely. What are your thoughts? How are you feeling? Did you you feel good? You you mad? You missed a few? What are your thoughts? Well, I think the um, I think clearly the Supreme Court justices really tripped me up. Yeah, um, that's true. So that has been that has been a, a weak type of category for me, <laughs> um, but. I think I'm feeling, I'm feeling okay. If I get seven out of ten, you know, yeah. that's, well, it that's all pretty comes... good. That's a pretty good night on the court, you know, 70%. Of the time. <laughs> it's it is, it is. And it, yeah. all, it all comes down to this, and it's all here. And I have to tell you this brutally honestly, that we're not tailoring this question to what you just said your weakness is. This was the question ahead of time. <laughs> but here we go. Number oh, 10. no. The first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, one of the founding fathers and the signer of the Treaty of Paris, and a signer of the Treaty of Paris. Uh, couldn't have been like you know the, the largest signature on the Declaration of Independence <laughs> or something. Nope. Uh, um, mm, mm. Is this one John Jay? I'm going with John Jay. Third, John, time's, third time. time's a charm for John Jay. Can we see John Jay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> that that is not a joke. That he was number that ten was, the entire that time. That was the tenth question the entire time. I just, we promise. Wow. So, well, I mean, what can I say? John Jay, very important American. <laughs> yes, you knew it since the beginning. Yep. I so, know, I know. Biting my time. <laughs> nice. So well, there you go. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten with the John Jay closer. Yeah. Huge win. Woo. Seriously. That's yeah. an impressive round. That's an impressive round. Yeah. So, John Wang, you do know your Johns. You do know your U.S. history Johns. 70% of them. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And study up on your U.S. Supreme Court justi justices, and uh, yeah, then you'll, you'll probably get 10 out of 10 next time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That well, is then. true. Well, congratulations on 7 out of 10. I think, does he earn a prize? Uh, What's his prize? His pri the listeners picked their prize. Yeah, what do you want for a prize, John Wang? <laughs> I get a prize? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like a, you just like pick what you want, you pick what you want. And we then get, you might we get, get it. it for you. <laughs> you might get it. We might get it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, no, no prize needed. What? Um, thank you, boys, for having me tonight. Really appreciate it. This is this has been fun. I'll give you. I'll give um, you. Gotta get him a really? prize then. I'll give you four assists on the b-ball court next weekend. <laughs> all, right, all right, work. I'm in on that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, John Wayne, thank you. You've been an excellent guest. Seven out of ten is very well done. Um, congrats on your Johns. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you, John. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great, have a great night. Good luck with the rest of the podcast. Hey, thanks. Thanks, man. Later. 
All right, so thanks to John Wang with a very good performance. Ex- seven out excellent. of ten. Seven out of ten. I feel like that's like the that's the bar. That's the bar of good versus like. I six mean, we've out got of- people. Eric Hamlet got ten out of ten. Well, yeah, but that was that's superhuman. That was superhuman. Yeah. So, seven out of ten is the cutoff for like good. Yeah. If you hit seven out of ten, that's an excellent You're, performance. Right. There's no qualms about the good. And it's weird that like if you hit six, if you or hit five six, or six, it's pretty bad. <laughs> like, we're, we're there's like, no in between. When you hit six out of ten, we're like making you feel better. But like we, it's like you, I mean, you know, six out of ten. Because nah, we yeah, should never job. invent or create a game that's that you get less than five out of ten. Right. Right? That would be terrible for right. the listeners. Right. I guess. Right. Yeah. I would think so. I, I think it was so. good. And John but Jay coming. The occasional up big. challenges are good though. So. And, yeah, I think mean, that's what we're looking for. Some yeah. some tough ones that he got right, you know. So, there you go. There you go. Seven out of ten Johns. And now you know all your Johns, now listeners. You know a well, lot, not a lot all of your Johns. 70% of your 70% Johns. 70% of your Johns. So, um, so, that's that. Brings us to quarter number three, which is pop culture. We don't have a lot. But we got a couple things. This So, this we, we have some points. I'm not really considering <laughs> it pop culture, really. I think this will be quick. I didn't know what else to put this under, but I feel like we have to talk about it. The United, world. This is the world. This is wor- pop culture slash world. <laughs> the United Airlines passenger that got dragged off a flight recently. So this is what we know. If you, you've you heard about this, if you've seen the news at all or, or have been on the internet, yep. it's all over the internet. It'll People will forget about it in a couple of days, but right now it's it's big and important. A passenger, United Airlines overbooked a flight, They which airlines always do. They always overbook flights, just what they do in order to make sure that the flights are full. They'll offer vouchers, food food tickets or whatever they need to do to get people to yeah. take a later flight. Everyone's sitting on the aircraft and when they find out that crew members have to be on this flight in order to, to work from a different airport. Mm-hmm. So like pilots basically have to ride in the plane in, in a passenger to another, seat to get yeah. to another airport so that they can start their shift. Yeah, They offer tons of money over the intercom. No one takes it. So no one volunteers there's no way to get these passengers, the, the pilots on the plane. I think, from what I hear, they select randomly. I don't know how they selected. I don't Maybe. know. I didn't know how they selected, but that's what I heard. They selected randomly, and it came to um, this doctor, like this uh, Asian man and his wife, and he's a doctor, and he's flying home. He needs to see his patients, and he, he's like, no, I can't get off this plane. Like, I can't. I have to work tomorrow. Like, I have very important people to see. It's like a – it's. I'm a doctor. I have to save lives tomorrow, basically. Yeah. The police come on, and they physically remove this guy. Bash His head gets bashed on a, an armrest. They physically drag him out. People are videoing it and screaming, like, this is terrible. What do you do? It was a huge, huge thing. And then the CEO of United comes out and says, we apologize to the fans or to the uh passengers that had to be reaccommodated <laughs> yeah and people are going nuts yeah people are like i'll reaccommodate so my fist to your face yeah. yeah like um joe thomas came out the offensive lineman for the browns yeah. and there's a photo of him basically like pummeling some defensive lineman just like punching him in the yeah. face and he tweeted at united like i had to reaccommodate someone once <laughs> so people are just having a field day yeah. uh it, it'll be they'll apologize i don't know mm-hmm. what the backlash will be beyond that but mm-hmm. It's just a big – it's a weird, weird situation. I, I mean, obviously, it should have been handled it, uh, differently. It's the second time in a couple of weeks United's been in the news. Yeah. Remember the yoga pant thing? Um, oh, yeah. I remember that. I mean, that. That, that was a that, – that ended up being a little bit so – th- so that was more of like a – that wasn't as big of a deal as people yeah, were well, making. Yeah, of course. Because it yeah. was like a – Because no one like, got knocked unconscious. Well, right. Well, yeah, yeah. But, but also there was like a – 
that was a little bit more of an overreaction because it was like uh, these people were actually supposed – they were flying on a dress yeah, code for like privileged yeah. flyers, you know, so whatever. Um, this obviously totally different ball game. I mean, there's no good way they, they spin this. I mean, like I know this won't be talked about in a couple of weeks because the internet just like has short cycles of, of what is relevant and what is being paid attention to. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still hugely impactful as far as like customer fa- – you know uh, – the impression of people who yeah. are choosing airlines. It's like, it's wild. I mean, you, you can't I mean, even imagine it. It's like, I, it's I don't, like, so I need to know what the security people are. Were they United security? Were they airport know. security? I don't know. Cause I mean, United should have stopped them and said, we will pay, we'll rent them a car and they'll drive down or we'll yeah. put them on a private jet. Like we'll get these people to their job, but yeah. if no one's going to leave, keep upping the money, make it a, hundred thousand yeah. dollars yeah like eventually someone's that's gonna do your it. fault yeah for well, over, like, like for you to then say like we didn't get any volunteers so we had to kick someone out is yeah. not the way you work correct that's not the way you operate when you overbook a flight yeah like that yeah that like you need to just continue to raise the reward until someone takes it and eventually somebody will take it like that's like everybody's had their, those thoughts like, yeah. like as they start hearing the price go up they say it's 100 to 300 to 500 we'll and now i'm like a, 700 bucks they're like, like we'll give you an extra bag of peanuts and yeah. five dollars i'm <laughs> yeah. like i'll take the next yeah. one <laughs> and i mean like when they start you know you know they always start it with like you know 100 or 200 dollar credit for your next travel and everyone's like okay who cares then, yeah. then then you know pretty soon you start getting up to 500 dollars like cash okay now somebody's getting very close to taking that then you get to like $700, like, or your whole current trip is yeah. covered and plus 500. Like, y- y- there are plenty of ways you can get somebody to take that deal. And uh, the way that you don't go about it is dragging someone off the plane. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is forcefully. Yeah. So um, I don't There's really t- have much to add. Yeah. Except have you, that have I, you seen the video? Yeah. I saw the video. It's brutal. I'm flying United in a, cu- in a couple weeks. Nice. So that'll Let's be fun. Oh, cool. Um, Make a that'll scene. Be fun. Yeah. I will. I will. Um, <laughs> yeah. I fly United a lot. It, I mean, I don't hate the airline. It's I've never had a bad experience. I've had I've had one. Um, we, got, we won't talk about the whole we, thing. We, but got I had out, we got knocked out. And uh, yeah, no, not out. not not like that. Not quite as bad as that. Um, so yeah, United not um not doing well in the public uh, relations area yeah. right now. Well, so. just a note on that. We we don't really have any hot takes. I feel like everyone's kind of on the same side yeah. for this one. One more pop culture thing. I feel like this had to. It kind of. Covers two segments, sports and pop culture, yeah. but we'll put under pop culture. Bridge, bridges the gap. The new Steph Curry shoes are butt. <laughs> they are total butt. So Steph Curry, is, his first shoes got blasted on the internet for being yeah. grandpa dad shoes. They're just basically white Nikes, and they're gross. They're mm-hmm. so bad. The new shoes are basically brown couch leather, like old grandpa recliner couch leather, and people are shredding it. They just yeah. hate it. And I think... <laughs> It may be a good thing for Steph Curry because after this, he'll never put out a shoe without people make fun, making yeah. fun of it. Like yeah. there's no, it's, there's there's no way to, to yeah. you, you've built a brand, and even if the shoe's the coolest shoe ever, you're gonna get the the shoe they'll, crap. They'll, there will be a meme that's comparing it to something. So I say buy like, in, just yeah. like totally yeah. buy in. You are the yeah. ugly high end shoe guy, <laughs> and just churn out. Well, that's the thing is high end like, doo doo shoes. Shoes like that. Did you see a picture liked, of them? Yes. <laughs> shoes like that are – people like those shoes. Yeah, like hip, I didn't hipsters hate Hipsters sh- and stuff like those I, honestly, shoes. Honestly, when I looked at them, I didn't hate the, them. They're, and they're then, terrible basketball shoes. They're ter- like, well, no one's going to wear them for basketball. Well, right, right. They're quote-unquote like, lifestyle shoes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I looked at them, and I was like, uh, I, I could see myself wearing those. And then I scrolled through the comments. And I'm like, yeah. well, you're well, right. right. They're it's gross. The, I yeah, hate them. It's yeah. The pub- yeah, it's 
and, and that's the way that every shoe that he releases now will be treated. For but sure. Like, unless it's something – unless it's, like – again, if it's, like, a basketball shoe that's just, like, generically, like, cool basketball shoe, then it won't probably get that reaction. But any, quote-unquote, lifestyle shoe he releases now, you will be able to compare it to something. Like, he could release, like, a plain, like, matte, like, tan shoe or something – and they would put it up next, like meme it with like a suede couch, and yeah. be like, "Look at it's like a piece of your living room." Like it's like I saw a meme that was the shoe yeah. with a, cou- a leather couch, and <laughs> yeah. it's like that's gonna happen now, whatever he does. So I say embrace it. I, I say, say embrace I say it. Do it. I, I think yeah. the internet has handed you a gift. Yeah. Uh, if you are humble enough to receive it, yeah. you could make a ton of money yeah. off of it. Be, Instead, be, yeah. you could fight back and try to make a better shoe yeah. and make a better yeah. shoe and keep See, beating yourself. Right. Up, and and but, so hopefully, hopefully he has the. Uh, I guess I can cut. You can call it the self-deprecating uh, willingness on yeah. social media. Well, you know, because some people don't have that. The most and, successful, and he's obviously successful. He can do whatever yeah. he wants. He could, he could yeah. turn out, yeah, doo doo shoes every yeah. every two weeks and not give yeah. a crap. Yeah. But the internet people who really buy in, like cash me outside, girl. Yeah. That's how you have to play your internet fame. <laughs> yeah. Once you once it hits you, hundred percent dive in, become that character. Yeah. And ride it for. A bit longer than you actually yeah. would, because you're not going to be famous again. Right. Yeah. But if you can really, really squeeze it all out in yeah. that one month, you got to do it. I mean, and it's different for it's different Steph for Steph Curry, Curry he's but he's not internet famous. In, but in like, that same idea, he's he's been given this yeah. this yeah. thing, well, this right. unique thing right. that people are commenting on, and you can yeah. just squeeze it, just make it real. Yeah. It's like crappy yeah. shoes. Exactly. And, and like, and so we just in the previous section with United talked about bad press. Yeah. Like. This Steph Curry is the quote bad press, but it's not like this is this not is, actually bad. This press. is the any press is the, good the, press. Yes, type yes, press. exactly. And so hopefully he understands that. Some athletes get too sensitive about this kind of thing, and hopefully he does. If he's hopefully he realizes he shouldn't. Yeah. Um. Like, cause he, if he starts, he won't. Right? No, he, he's, he's not. He hasn't shown to be the type of person that would like f- like snottily fight back and like kind of act like he's you know that everyone's yeah. being mean to him or you know like like he he won't even say anything about this but like you're right it, he should just not say anything and he should come up with another shoe next year that's just as bad <laughs> yeah. and let the internet go like you yeah. know it, absolutely he should just run with it yeah um so yeah i agree cool um and else that's all i got for pop culture they're very weird pop culture topics <laughs> yeah. but we haven't so had just real world. pop culture in a just, while there's nothing really going on in pop yeah, culture you know, yeah there's not it's not oscar everything uh kind of decompresses after oscars i guess mm, so yeah for a little while, anyway. Um, so that's pop culture. Brings us to sports. And by the way, we talked about this. We're going to work on getting some segment intros because we just oh, yeah. always say, like, and now sports. Yeah, I want it to be. <laughs> so my ideal yeah. scenario would go, and now on to sports. And there would be like football players like. <laughs> yeah. And like whistle. Like, <laughs> yep. Yep. We can find one. Yeah. that's. Yeah. There's got to be generic. Yeah. If, I, if I look on YouTube right now of like sports section collision in, sec- sports yeah. section intro google will it come through on the podcast if you play it uh yeah whatever the first thing sport so there's one that says sports intro should i play that uh it's risky but i say do it all right let's play sports intro it's gonna be like da-na-na. oh that's terrible this is just terrible. type in like collision <laughs> like sports collision sound effect or football well, this will probably just be a singular Fo- yeah that's what we want I, that's what i want i just want to um Let's see. Or football collision sound effect. Or football sound effect. Football. Sorry, we didn't mean to turn this effect. into the sound no, effect okay. search, but I really interested interested in finding like the... hard football tackle sound effect. That's what exactly <laughs> what I need. Oh, see, that that's not it. that good. 
No. So it needs to be guys going. Sound like a, sound like a barn, like a blitz. Barn you remember blitz? Closing. Like when you. No, that's an advertisement. Oh gosh. All right, All right. we'll work on this later. We'll work on that later. That's obviously <laughs> something we need to. Yeah, work, I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, but I don't know how we can get it. So we'll get it. <sighs> we'll get it. Um, okay. All right, sports. Uh, the Masters. The Masters happened this past weekend. They did. Uh, Sergio Garcia won the Masters, his first Masters championship, uh, in a playoff against Justin Rose. Uh, both players almost choking it away at various points. Mm-hmm. Justin Rose had the lead, gave it up. Then Sergio had a chance to win the game on a on a six foot putt, maybe. And uh, he was unable to win the match in that putt. They went to overtime uh, to a, a playoff hole, and uh, Justin Rose shanked it into the woods on his first drive, yeah. uh, which gave Sergio the one-up on that hole, and he ended up birdieing to win. So what are your thoughts, Sergio Garcia? I think it was good. I mean, the whole master – I had Justin Rose winning it all, and I wouldn't have won any money if if he had won because I don't gamble on sports. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I was too far out anyway. Um, but – I think the way he went out, shanking it, and then basically Sergio just won by two strokes yeah. is a very okay way to lose. Like yeah. for Justin Rose, you're like, well, I had my shot and I blew it. Well, also, also Sergio birdied, which exactly like so. If even if Rose hadn't shanked it, the way it ended up playing out, he still would have like uh, Rose two putted. So yeah, exactly. like, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Um, this is Sergio's first major. Yep. Uh, he's been a an underdog for a long time, yeah. been very close for a long time. Seventy two majors without a win. Uh, this is his first one. So congrats to Sergio. Yeah. The end of the the green jacket ceremony needs to be Oh god. N- totally changed. It's terrible. It's awful. They sit them in a, a quiet room with the former winner and the junior winner and Jim Nance and the president and CEO of, of mm-hmm. I think it's Augusta. And they ask them a weird – after they've just had this huge moment, there's all these fans going crazy. Your wife's outside. She's crying, and there's so much stuff going on. And they're like, all right, time for the interview. And they just shuffle you into a quiet yep, room with the fans two, just are out there. two other dudes, and the fans just, just go home. Just sit there and go like, home, yeah. <laughs> make it a big – like, what's the uh, – that's uh, such a weird I mean, thing like, about just, golf. Just, is it's, it's so traditional. There needs to be some – excitement like get the people excited you, have a big green jacket ceremony in front of a ton of people like imagine if you won if like if the if the lightning won the stanley cup <laughs> yeah. and like at home and like the light and you were there going nuts yeah. in the in in amelie arena nice and uh good yeah, job thanks yeah. and uh and everyone's going nuts and you're like yes like i can't wait i'm gonna see stamkos hold the cup up and then gary bettman took the cup and he wheeled it down the hallway yeah and all the players went off the ice they closed the zamboni doors behind them and they started to like turn the lights off in the arena, and they were like, "All right, see you guys next year. We won the cup. Yeah. You guys can go home now." And the team celebrated in their locker room with all the cameras, yeah. and they staged them, and they they had alphabetical order seating, and they all <laughs> yeah. sat down. And Stamkos was at the front, and he talked to Gary Bettman, the commissioner, and like they were all they all had to be quiet while they were mic'd up, and like Stamkos got interviewed about. Can you imagine that? No, if that's can't. what it's terrible, it's yeah. the worst. And I'm glad you made that analogy because it's even more weird now. So uh, they need to – and I don't think it was like that for a long time. No, uh, they, so they did the green jacket ceremony yeah, out, outside. I can, yeah. I can picture it in my head. I can picture when Tiger yeah. or Phil or any – like they all got their jackets yeah, put so on Yeah, so I don't outside. know when that changed, um, but it needs to change back. It is yeah. not a good – is not a good no. winning of the Masters ceremony. celebration it's at not, all. It's not at all. Uh, but congrats so. to Sergio Garcia. Uh, big win for him. Um, finally got the monkey yeah, off his back. There he is. Um, so. Next up for sports. Next up. 
Um, I guess we'll uh, we've this is a so pretty long podcast so far. Yeah, we can. So we'll just touch on this. We'll touch on it. We've been touching on it for for several keep weeks. Let's keep yeah, poking. Let's keep poking we'll at poke it. it. And this is probably the last. Actually, I don't know when the announcements get made about who wins these awards. But uh, it's the last week of the season. When we come back next week, playoffs will be underway. And, and fittingly enough, these two guys are going to be playing against each other in the yes, playoffs. So we, we can just continue the conversation past the MVP sure. discussion right to the so, playoffs. So Russell Westbrook, James Harden, yep. NBA MVP, who's going to win it? We got one vote for Russell Westbrook from an unbiased source, John Wang, our contestant today. You got two votes if you count me, one vote for Harden if you yep. count Derek, which yep. why would you count Derek? Um, the only stat I'll, I see that you've got your your metrics and your I just, your I, advanced metrics. I dump some stuff. In you there, dump some you stuff know? in there. I'll just say the only thing recently, without a doubt, Hart, uh, Russell Westbrook's been the better player. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and, and mainly because Harden's been hurt. Um, and well, no, I, no, because Westbrook's going nuts. And Westbrook's been going <laughs> like, nuts. Like he has. He's, he's we been, shouldn't take away from Westbrook. Okay, here either. fine. I fully Westbrook's been fully going noted. nuts. He's yeah. been he's been six or seven straight triple doubles. Yeah. 50 points every other night. Uh, game winners now he's hitting yeah. from from way downtown. Mm-hmm. The last thing I'll say, and I don't want to do a ton of uh, numbers because that's mm-hmm. number one rule, not too many numbers. But since the All-Star break, Westbrook is averaging 33.2 points per game. Harden is averaging 28. Since the All-Star break, Westbrook's averaging 11.2 rebounds. Harden, 7.6 rebounds. Westbrook, since the All-Star break, 11.4 assists per game, Harden 10.9. So even in the category where Harden has the advantage in assists, Westbrook is leading since the All-Star break. OKC is 12 and 8 since the All-Star break. Rockets are 11 and 7. So I know you got to take the full season into effect, but that's yeah. my argument for the wins argument, that's my argument for the stats argument, and that's my argument for get hot, stay hot. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly Westbrook's hotter right now and and again, like so, three weeks ago, two three two three weeks ago, we started this, and I was very upfront. I said this could change, and uh, Westbrook the has day? certainly got no. So oh. so this has reached the point where I certainly think it's very it's a toss up. You know, it's it's close to a toss up for me. My vote would still go to Harden, um, but I, you know, I don't feel as strongly about Harden as I did before Westbrook rattled off six triple doubles in seven nights. You know. Um, Again, for me, it's all about the difference in the stats being big enough to justify the difference in the the win winning Advanced productivity stats, yeah. and the efficiency. So there's there's winning and there's efficiency that are in Harden's favor, and then there's everything else that's in Westbrook's favor. And so, you know, James Harden made the comment the other day that it's all about winning. That's obviously not true either. It's not all about winning. That's not the only criteria, and yeah. I've never said it was the only criteria. Um, you know, I, I do think that the wins – are worth a lot um, for me. I, I, so again, it's actually funny when I go through these because really what it comes down to, and it, I'm interested to see what the vote goes because it's, this isn't as much of a like debate about who's better than the other. It's yeah. not like a, it's not like a, you're right. It's you're wrong. How do you vote? It's what do you value? Yeah, it's, it's, weird. it's what do you like? You're Cause right. I was looking at another criteria, which is like, you know, should you consider, you know, how, how things have gone compared to preseason expectations? That was one, one question. And as I thought about it, I thought maybe, yes, I should, because I feel like it might factor in when you consider their supporting cast and things like that. Let's look at the preseason expectations. Like, what, like try to remove ourselves from the moment right now, and what do people expect these teams to do? I like to look at that as well. It, it, but, you know, another voter might not care at all about that. So yeah. it's like there's a bunch of differences like that. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure I have 
So this more is, to add. This is my it's, this yeah. is my theory. I think Russell Westbrook's going to win. I think he will too. If it was a different sport, if it was baseball, I think James Harden wins in a landslide. And so this is similar to the uh, Miguel Cabrera and Mike Trout. Yeah, I think it was that matchup where Cabrera had the triple crown. Did he win? I don't think he won the MVP. I can't remember. I can't remember but, if he won or not. But that was it's a very they, similar argument. But baseball puts so much more emphasis on like traditional like. The the term triple double and triple crown mm-hmm. don't mean much. Yeah, it's like oh the stats drive everything. Yeah. Like look at these advanced metrics and yeah. blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like flash doesn't mean anything. Yeah, take the take the put the player make it a team game blah blah. Yeah, blah. advanced metrics. Five. I don't think basketball yeah. voters are like that. I think basketball of all the sports is probably the least team vote MVP. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I maybe I think today it might be. So yeah, exactly. I, I think right we, now we were talking about the sixty two. Season with uh, Oscar Robertson finishing third. Oh, yeah. And Bill Russell, like, they clearly gave Bill Russell the MVP because he was the leader of a 60 yeah. win. No, Celtics no. I'm, t- team. I'm talking right but now yeah, yeah. of all the four yeah. sports. Hockey, you probably say never give the MVP to a person not on a, on a winning team. Definitely not. It's just it's so like, team driven. Yeah. Uh, baseball, probably similar. It's just, it's all about the efficiency stats and stuff yeah. you were talking about. Football is, football is, is, football is probably close to that as well. It's I would close say. to that, but it, it ends up being. Most it's who's the most pop. It sounds terrible, yeah, but they're more like yeah, it's true. Which quarterback is the best yeah, of this year? Yeah, uh, yeah. Basketball is a weird combination. I think mm-hmm. you've got because there's only five players on the court. Mm-hmm. There's really big personalities, or yeah. at least they're relative to other yeah. basketball personalities. Big, and I think the terms triple doubles, like you can get flashy stats. So I think it's it's going to vote in Westbrook's favor because he has all the things that make a flashier. He's- MVP. He's got every – and so when you consider, too, that media are the ones that vote as well. Oh, yeah. Russell Westbrook's some, the media's dream, uh, you know, and, and again, this is another criteria of, like, certainly this could, this could be a factor in a, in a voter's decision. James Harden is the best player in the NBA at drawing fouls, shooting threes. Is that, is that what people want to watch? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's not. It's, it's an extremely productive way to play, but it's not that exciting. It's not that fun to watch. Russell Westbrook is 10 times more fun to watch than James Harden is. Uh, he's more exciting. He's a human highlight reel. And, you know, all these things factor in on top of the fact that I do think there will be the – first of all, he's been in the limelight more, and he also had the whole Durant thing. Yeah, and, I think that and helped. the Durant thing was a huge help because him going off at the beginning of the season, to be honest, I actually didn't so – for a good portion of this year, Harden was the one who had the 50-point triple doubles. Like, Harden had two, like, 56, like, yeah. 16 and 17 games. And it was like I didn't even notice them until somebody said it and like saw a random box score because he wasn't Westbrook drawing the attention with the headlines. And so that has given him, you know, a media advantage as well, I think. So I, I think all of those things rolled in. I do think Westbrook will win. And it's certainly not unjustified for Westbrook to win. Um, yeah. You know, honestly, either like both of these guys are getting gypped, you know, in any other year if they're losing the MVP. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say is like, my, again, my vote goes to Harden right now. But um, I certainly would feel bad for Westbrook if he loses. Yeah. Because he didn't get voted to the All-Star wor- game. Who would you feel worse for? Oh, I would feel worse for? for Westbrook. I would feel worse for Westbrook. So, a guy who averaged a yes, triple yes, Yeah. I, I mean, I know that's just I, the term I feel to worse you, for yeah. Westbrook. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, yeah, Westbrook, given the way things have shaken out, he didn't get voted to the start of the All-Star game. <laughs> yeah. Like, Westbrook deserves to win the MVP from a lot of different standpoints. Um, and, you know, I, again, it's not that my vote goes against Westbrook. Uh, my vote would go for Harden. But, okay. Um, but that's that. One more game, so. though. You never know. One more if he game. goes for 100, yeah. 100 points. If Harden scores 100, 100, and 100, yeah. then... Gets the triple-triple. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
then uh then that would be that so um so i think that's it that's so it. that's it for uh mvp talk so yeah. let's see what else we got uh, uh playoffs are set nhl but we've got fi- plenty of time 51 to talk about minutes that. so yeah we got uh Let's see. We've got plenty of time to talk about NHL playoffs. Yeah, they NHL go on playoffs. for Yeah, they go on for months. a while. They haven't started yet, so we don't need to talk about those. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's – I mean, that can be – MB- M- we have the NBA. Um, the Cavaliers are – Will, play out, will playoffs be coaster. set next Monday? Yes. I think uh, that's when M- we talk about NBA it. NBA playoffs will have started, I believe, next Monday. Yeah, NBA playoffs will have started by next Monday. Cool. We'll so. have some good matchups. So we'll have – yeah, actually, next Monday we'll have NBA playoff series underway and NHL well, not, playoff no, series. No, actually, next Monday is Easter Monday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's so right. We'll What's your break. plan? You're going to be in Florida? I'm going to be in Florida. Yeah. Okay, so we'll take a break. So we'll when we come back, some NBA series will be close to wrapping up and NHL – The crappy ones will. NHL might be – Except for Rockets Thunder. Yeah, yes. Rockets Thunder will be – well, actually, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Rockets – We'll we, see. We were just, just say it will this. be. I think Rockets actually – I think the Rockets might win that series easily, but we'll see. Okay. Um, the – yeah, so so we'll have – NBA series are well underway, if not over, and NHL should be in the second round, I think, by the yeah. time we get back. Well, so. Right when you start caring about playoff series that your teams aren't in, perfect. Right. Yeah. As a neutral observer, yeah. it's, it's the time that you'll crank it up. So, so. that's where we'll be. That's Alrighty. our niche. You heard it here second. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right after the first round Do of playoffs. Do not look for anything groundbreaking. <laughs> um, so that's it for episode six. Uh, sorry, that brings us to final, final drive. Final drive. Sorry, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's it for the, that's it for the core of episode, yeah, six, core. episode 60. Yeah, Yeah. All right. You want to go first? No, second? you go first. No, I'll go first. Okay, fine. Uh, 24 hours in a day, and that's how many uh, hours are in the episode. 24 uh, on Fox, which is the... Reboot of the 24 series. Is it series. just called 24 it's again? It's called 24 Legacy, okay. technically. Um, so that is the uh, reboot of the original 24 series. Uh, I've been checking in on it a little bit, and I said that it was good in the beginning, and it's gotten better as the season went on for me. So I think I forget what I rated it originally. I was probably in the low 80s when I gave it that first rating. But um, since then, I think it's gotten better and better, and it's gotten to the point where it reminds me a lot of the old 24. It's good acting. Uh, Corey Hawkins, who you might know from uh, Straight Outta Compton, he's Dr. Dre. He's a good actor. I think he's great for the role, uh, and it's a very exciting plot to the season. It's uh, I'm not going to really go talk about the plot in case you want to watch it, or you know, there's a, you'd get a lot of spoilers in 24 because a lot of things happen. Um, but it's really good. I, I recommend it to anybody who's considering it, it's particularly if you watch the original series. You will love uh, the, the the reboot of the series. But even if you didn't watch it, there's no there's no tie back. There's no prerequisite to have watched the original. Um, it's good, it's exciting, uh, and the way it's produced is very consistent with the way the original was produced. So uh, I'm going to up my rating to an 89 at this point. Wow. I'm going to certify it, Pattaya Colada, and uh, it has potential to grow more, but it's not in the 90s yet because it's still uh, nearing the end of season one for me. But um, but that's that, 89. So Nice. There you go. So 89 for 24 Legacy. I'm also going to do a review of sorts. Uh, I recently watched Mona. The Walt right. Disney um, animated movie, uh, one of the I think it's the newest one, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, about so. an island nation, and uh, it's really really deep into like Disney mythology, and so there's a lot of magical type scenarios and people with powers, and uh, but it all is very realistic and nice, very very good. Just I mean, it, it's hard to ever call a, a Disney animated movie not good. This one was, relative to the others, average. Um, but compared to other movies we've seen recently, just a very good movie. Easy, easy to digest. Um, some some weird moments. It, there's a The Rock is one of the main characters, and he's like a very interesting character. There's a lot of music that 
I love Disney movies, but they really, really forced the music. And yeah. I felt like in this one they did for a few separate parts. One heater of a song, though. <laughs> one banger of a song. Just so good. Uh, other than that, the songs feel kind of forced. And the some of the story feels kind of forced. But I, I feel weird talking about an animated movie like this. But it was very good, <laughs> enjoyable, easy to watch. I give it 83 Steve Nicholas avocados. Not certified guac, Ooh, but as, as a... A 25-year-old male sitting in front of a TV with another 25-year-old male watching an animated movie, I still very much enjoyed it. I laughed at parts. I thought it was well done. Um, it's not just a, a rating because it was yeah. well done. It was right. very funny. I would watch it again. I would recommend it. So cool. 83% Steve Nichols Avocados, Mona. There you go. There you go, Mona. That's so, it. That's it. That's actually it for episode 60 of Your Radio Seconds. Thanks again to John Wang. Uh, being our podcast contestant for Know Your Tens, doing a great job getting 7 out of 10. A lot of Johns. And a lot of John. He knew all of his, he knew 70% of his Johns. So, um, so that's it for episode 60. We will be back in two weeks for episode 61. Everybody have a great Easter holiday, and we'll see you then. Later. Two Mondays from now. Later weeks. That's good, right? Yeah, that's good. <laughs>